episode of the Classic Pickup Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whips, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This podcast is sponsored by Classic Pickup Supplies, your number one Ford and Chev pickup parts supplier. Mention Classic Truck for a 10% discount off your first order. Classic Pickup Supplies, located in Coolum Beach, Queensland. Call 07 5446 2667. Or visit their website www.classicpickupsupplies.com.au. Classic Pickup Supplies, dedicated to the restoration and preservation of the pickup. Attention, all podcast listeners. This is a final boarding call for all Classic Pickup Truck fans travelling on virtual flight number CP454 to an international garage somewhere in the world. Please ensure your beer fridge is adequately stocked and the volume is turned up. On behalf of the pilot and crew, we would like to thank you for choosing to fly with us. Welcome on board. Episode 6, Kieran Turr. Yes, that's right. It's time for another international builder. This week we fly to Ireland and catch up with Kieran. As you will hear, he has both a Chev and a Ford pickup truck. It was amazing to hear how the scene operates over there and the challenges and differences they have in finding engines and parts to use. I hope everyone is getting ready to self-isolate in their sheds. I know a forced two weeks of working on my truck would be great. We've missed St. Patrick's Day by a few days, but pour yourself a Guinness and enjoy this interview. Uh, so, Kieran, thanks, mate, for taking the time to come on board and, and have a chat to us uh, all the way from Ireland. Um, where, whereabouts are you in Ireland over there? Um, I'm down in Cork. It's down near the bottom, right, right down the south of Ireland. Um, it's uh, the biggest county. Nice, nice place. Yeah, so, nice and warm yeah, out at the moment. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's about zero to minus two degrees at the moment, and we've snow today. Yeah. So it's uh, not 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 great. It's the middle of our winter, you see. Yeah. Is it common for you to have snow on the ground? Um, no, I'd say maybe for a couple of days a year would be the most, you know. Yeah. It's usually just rain, really. <laughs> yeah. And do they do they salt the roads or anything like that when you get snow, or is it not a problem? Um, they would not really. Not, no, they don't really salt the roads. Uh, some of them, some of the motorways, um, some of the larger roads, um, the more used roads they may, but not not the minor roads or the B roads, you know. Yeah, so you'd be happy to drive your truck almost any day of the year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I use it any time. Yeah. Um. Always. Like if it, if it's particularly icy, we we get some ice. All right, you know. Yeah. If it's icy, um, both my trucks, um, uh, be, they don't have the ABS and all that, and the traction control of modern cars, so they're a bit um. Going up hills is a bit of an issue, but other than that, they're fine, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right, well, let's yeah, yeah. let's wind right back um, to your first automotive memory as a kid. What what what's the first thing you remember just being? Wow, there's a car or a truck. Yeah, um, I think uh, the first when I kind of got into cars really was um, custom car magazine. I think I bought or I saw my first one in a magazine shop when I was about maybe fourteen or fifteen years old, and um, 
I liked the pictures of the hot rod trucks and the hot rod cars and all this, you know, so I started buying it. So by the time I was 17, all I wanted to do with my first car when I got it was modify it, you know. Um, and uh, from there on, it just kind of grew from that, you know. Yeah. Um, I had so, some of the cars, I would say my first ever car was a little um, old Austin Mini um, that was actually assembled in, in Belfast, in the north of Ireland. Um, and cars that you might be familiar with down there, Mark 1 Escort and Mark 2 Escort from the 70s and early 80s. I, I, I drove a lot of them also, you know. Yeah, yeah, awesome. We've got a local cars and coffee here, and uh, and one of the guys uh, brings a brings one down quite often. A beautiful car. Yeah, nice car. They're very um, they're very popular in Ireland uh, because and in England uh, due to the um, uh, the amount of the the, the riding pedigree that's behind them. Very popular, you know. Yeah, and and amongst all your mates at school or whatever, were other people into that sort of stuff, or were you a bit of a weirdo? <laughs> Definitely a bit of a weirdo, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, after a while, definitely, um, I, as the interest grew, um, I started looking for parts, sourcing parts to my friends, uh, or, or, or made friends because I was sourcing parts, you know. Um, so my group of friends kind of gravitated uh, away from, I suppose, my non-car friends to my car friends, if you know what I mean, Yeah. Uh, to my automotive friends. Um, which is great. It's, it's, um, it, to this day, it's benefited me and benefited them, and that's what we've learned in a lifetime. We, we can share with each other and help each other out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And those those first magazines that you were looking at, were, were they US magazines or were they English? Um, the English, Custom Car Magazine, yes. um, w- w- would have been the one I bought mostly. Um, in later years, uh, I kind of got into more of the American scene because I got into pickup trucks. So I tended to gravitate towards uh, uh, the American titles a bit more, you know. But it, it, at the start, there was no real American uh, titles for sale in Ireland. It was all it was all British, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, so what, what did you do to that first Mini? The first Mini, by the time it was finished, had... Um, no, some of these cars, I, I'm not sure um, if, if they'd be known in Australia, uh, Rover P2000, we put front seats in it. Um, uh, an Audi 80 uh, center exit rear box, um, 10 inch steel weller wheels, uh, wider arches, um, the Rover Metro engine, which is the 1275. Um, so by the time I was 18, the car was already more or less illegal, you know. <laughs> 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 and did you. Did you street race or were there rallies? What what were you doing with the car? Yeah, so what what, what it was mostly is um, yeah street race. Um, kind of uh, as as people got as my friends got cars, we all we'd all go for we'd say drives at night, typical stuff for any kind of petrol head you know. Yeah, and we'd head off to uh, um, like a drive through or uh, something like that to uh, to hang out for a while or. We'd uh, go for uh, drives. A lot of uh, there's a lot of good roads in Southern Ireland um, uh, with a lot of nice twists and bends. We do a lot of travelling. We'd say on weekends and Sundays we might go off. Maybe a group of us and we'd have a bit of lunch somewhere. But in between the lunch, we'd say in the morning and the afternoon, there might be a lot of roads, you know. Yeah. Um, which is good fun. Um, once you don't once once you don't make too much noise and once you're not too much hassle with other traffic, you tend to be left alone, you know. Once you once you're not too much trouble, same as anywhere really. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was the same. I, I grew up in the countryside here in Australia, and you know, as, as long as you've yeah. been 
semi-respectful. No one really bothered you, but I think it's it's when you go absolutely, yeah, yeah. When you go up the main street in a town at night and make a racket, that's when they call the cops on you, isn't it? Yeah, or or, or they can't see you with the tire smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. so and so, at what stage did your interest uh, change into trucks? So um, I it, it, it went on and went on, and um, I had. Um, like various cars through the years, um, and the engine size started growing and the power started growing. Um, Opel Monzas, um, BMWs, uh, back to Fords. So uh, I had um, a heavily modified ZTEC Mark I Escort uh, that I drove for a while, but um, I just, it, it, it wasn't for me. I wanted to do something. Uh, I, I just wanted to get more more custom, really, you know. So um, I got rid of that, and I brought in the Chevy, um, the '54 Chevy that I have now. I brought in that in from Virginia in uh, in the states in 2010. Um, when it arrived, it had um, it was fairly standard. It had, well, um, it had uh, an uh, an F10 uh, chassis with a Camaro front end, uh, a mid-70s Camaro front end, so it had, uh, we'd say, a steering box and links. Yeah. And then the rear was um, a solid axle with leaf springs. Um, it had um, uh, a mid-90s unleaded uh, 350 Chevrolet small block with the TH350 at the back. A uh, nice cab, um, some nice headers. Um, nicely built truck, you know, a rat rod. Um, nicely built truck. Um, but because I always had the modifying bug, I wanted to do a few bits to it. So um, one of the first things um, I did was we went to uh, a car show, uh, to one of the biggest car shows for, for American uh, vehicles in the country, and it's halfway, it's halfway up the middle of Ireland. So it's about a three-hour drive, we'd say. And up and back on, the, on that setup cost me about 120 or 130 euros in petrol and fuel, you know? Yeah. So I, th I thought this was very economical. I said, you know, it was high revving because it only had three gears. Um, so I went away and I sourced um, a 740i BMW, an next limousine. Um, they're very uh, high-engined cars, are heavily taxed here. So I was able to buy it very cheaply. Um, I drove it around for two weeks. The car was absolutely perfect. I just wanted to make sure the engine and gearbox was perfect, which it was. So after the two weeks of driving it, um, a perfect BMW, I took a grinder to it one afternoon and cut the whole front end off it, moved <laughs> the engine and gearbox, and, and put it in my Chevrolet. Yeah, and that, that's <laughs> so, the, M, the M62 yeah. V8, isn't it? Yes, so it's, a, it's the, the 4.4 um, 740 uh, BMW engine from a 96 740. Uh, it comes, it's a 4.4 V8, it's about 285 or 290 horsepower standard, which would be probably what the small block was putting out. Yeah. Only this BMW engine is probably 100 kgs lighter due to being all aluminium, you know? Yeah. Um, also, what makes it more, I suppose, just being more modern also, it, it, it was more economical. Uh, through injectors. But then I, I used the BMW um, gearbox, which is has the uh, five-speed, so um, immediately I went from at 70 miles an hour doing 3,000 or 3,500 RPM down to 16, 1,700 RPM. Um, 
and plus you're hauling a lot less weight because all that cast iron is, is, is gone, you know. So, um, and plus, you, you, I, I, um, it sounds because it, um, there are no emission laws in Ireland on classic vehicles. Uh, they have to move the catalytic converter. So basically, what they have is they have a straight through system. Yeah. Um, that I built that I built in stainless steel. Uh, I put that in. So it um, there's a beautiful sound from it. Uh, a lot of the more modern guys with BMWs driving beside me at, at, at cars and coffee also, um, they get very jealous because they can't. They, they, they're cost free emissions, so they need to keep the cats and the systems fairly standard. Yeah. They're fairly jealous of, my, uh, <laughs> of, of, of the sound from mine, you know. <laughs> and, and how does that work there in Ireland? Is, are there any engineering laws? You know, if, if you want to do that engine swap, do you, do you have to get it checked yeah, by anybody? So, yeah. Yeah, so the insurance company will ask you the modifications. So what you must do is, um, once you tell them the modifications, you must, uh, they'll ask for an engineer's report. Uh, so it'll be a, an engineering assessor. Uh, we'll come out, he'll make his notes and uh, any adjustments or anything he's happy with, he'll tell you before it's submitted and it just gives you a chance to correct any errors or anything he's happy with. Then once he's happy, he'll submit the report to say it's installed correctly um, and then quote then accordingly, you know. Yeah, so if you if you built your engine mounts out of paper mache or something, he would pick up yeah, on that. And, exactly, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Or, or 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 if you'd um, if you'd a uh, raptor strap holding up the gearbox or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, you, so. you you'd be getting much better fuel economy uh, running that. Yeah. <laughs> True enough. Yeah. yeah. Should have thought of that. <laughs> and uh, so is that is that a you know like obviously um, well. Whether, whether we're saying you're part of Europe or not, but the fact that you've got a lot of those sort of European vehicles um, around, I mean, obviously here in Australia and in America, you know, the, the LS swap is a, is a really popular thing. Is, is a BMW swap a, a kind of a popular thing for someone to put into a vehicle? Um, I suppose, like, if, if you look at the States, we'd say, or, or we look at um, yourselves over in Australia, um, you you you'd have LS motors in vehicles that are that are driving on your street, you know. Yes. Um, we don't have any. There's nothing in Ireland that is sold from the dealership that comes with an LS motor or a V8 of any of any type, you know. Um, usually, the biggest engines in the country, um, due to our tax or road tax laws, um, would be diesel. Uh, it, it, it's it's you, you just don't get heavy V8s here sold to the public. Um, you, you have an option to buy the Mustang, uh, the new Mustang, the five litre, um, but because again because of the road tax, um, it, it, it's very expensive to buy it. You know, yeah. Um, you're, you're looking at about you're looking at about uh, one one euro forty five for a litre of unleaded fuel. That's in euros. I'm not sure that, what that is in Australian dollars. I think um, I think that's about maybe three fifty or four Australian dollars a litre. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so like if you're if you're driving a V8 full time, um, it, it 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 doesn't make sense, you know, um, and because our roads are so kind of uh, windy and um, not very good to be honest, you're doing a lot of stopping and starting, so um, you, you you wear a lot more, you wear a lot more brake pads, tires, you know, because you're stopping and starting so much, you know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, um, so tell me about obviously. Um you you went on a trip to America when you found this truck. What what was that all about? <laughs> no no, I I had two bottles of wine. 
I bid on eBay, and oh. I woke up the following morning as the owner of a Chevy truck. Oh, okay, so you did it from home. <laughs> no, I never saw the truck, but I owned it. The first time I saw it was when it arrived into a port in Dublin. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, when, I, when, I, when I was up to collect it, and, um, but I, I made a lot of, um, I made a lot of uh, inquiries before I actually paid over, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, I was in charge of shipping it uh, to bring it back. Uh, the guy was fantastic. The seller was great. I love the guy. Um, and it, the, the truck was faultless. I was able to, from the ferry, I was just able to put a battery in it and drive it home, you know? It was great. Yeah, perfect. Now, uh, have a, having a good look through your Instagram feed, so it's it's a 54 mm-hmm. cab. It's got a yes. an earlier tub on it and a GMC tailgate. Is that how it was when you got it? Yes. Um, but I... Underneath it, modified a good bit uh, because uh, after that engine, um, I, I, I always liked lower vehicles, so um, I kind of made. Um, so I, I don't know if you have them over there. We have we have a Mercedes Sprinter here. It's um, it's a transit size van oh, uh, yes. made with Mercedes, but yeah. So they, they use them for ambulances here, but they have a, a helper airbag that goes in the back, like like a towing helper airbag. Yeah. Um, it, it, so I used two doors in the back. I removed the leaf swings and I put in um, the BMW, the same BMW. I took off the independent rear suspension, um, complete. I made up uh, some towers for the shocks um, because it, because it's all independent and uh, the BMW stuff has about I think it's four arms for each side as opposed to just one swing arm, you know. Yeah. Um, so I made up. Um, Bag mounts, top and bottom. Uh, I t- we had to narrow the chassis to fit this new system in and also make up new locating mounts. Uh, the shocks couldn't be moved, so that's why my bed is now fairly high. It's behind the shock towers that we fabricated to put in. Um, I used two Vyair um, 444C compressors, uh, two truck air tanks. Up front then I used um, a couple of uh, double convoluted 7-inch bags that I got in from um, a supplier in America. Uh, we made custom mounts for the front because there was a mixture of again of the, the Camaro front end and uh, the Camaro front clip and Chevy um, chassis legs. Um, and then I ran it on Accuair E level, so uh, the sensor in each corner. So if you sit on one corner and it goes down, it senses it. So it just it re-levels. So then if you get off it and it's too high, it senses it and puts it back down. Which is it's a nice system. It, it also stops you from. Um, I, I originally had it um, on manual solenoids, but if I was pumping up one wheel regularly or uh, not with enough as uh, much pressure to the diagonal rear or something like this, I was rubbing tires or um, bottoming out on corners, and you know I, I just found it a bit unreliable. So that's why I said to stretch a bit more and get the, the E level at stage. You know? Yeah, it's such a fantastic system, isn't it? Um, it's great, yeah. Yeah, it's great. well, in in a lot of ways, that's similar to some of the issues that we face here. Is that you know, obviously in America, they can just head on down and and buy a complete airbag chassis if they want to, or they can get all the the kits yeah. to put together, and and so you, you yeah. you're in a situation where you you've got to lose parts off the BMW. What can I do, and and how do I? That, that's really cool. You, you've really thrown this thing together with um a bunch of parts that seem to work. Really yeah. Well. Yeah, I, 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 like I, I'd be a firm believer. Like I've cut the front off a of BMW. Uh, like what else can I use? And um, I, I, as a consequence of it, also um, 
the BMW in the, off the 740, the BMW 740 rear end uh, comes with disc brakes. Uh, I, I wanted to use the rear differential also just to match with the gearbox in the front to give me correct gearing, you know. Yeah. Um, so, um, as, a, as a consequence, I didn't realise it at the time because I thought I'd have to widen the, the rear subframe of the BMW. It's actually, it was actually the exact same width, rear width, and the stud pattern of that BMW, I can't say it for all of them, my Chevrolet alloy wheels bolted straight back on. Oh, that's awesome. pattern. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And they, I, I, I actually didn't, I, I planned to change both. I planned on making um, wheel adapters and I planned on narrowing it to both a lug for a wider BMW and for the wheel adapters, but I didn't need to do either, which was great. Yeah, that's, oh, that's cool. So what's what's your background? I mean, you're obviously, um, you're not an IT uh Nerd, you you obviously know how to use a grinder <laughs> and a welder. What, what what's your background and and what, were your parents was your dad a, a car guy or or how did that go? No, no, my um my father uh, uh worked for Irish Distillers. They're a company here. Um, you probably have it down there. Do you know Jensen Whiskey? Yes. Yeah, my father uh, was the production supervisor for Jensen Whiskey since um, his first job in nineteen fifty one. Up to 1987, wow. uh, it was his first and only job, and he, he worked there, so he retired. Um, so, uh, no, he wasn't. He he always was handy at, we'd say, doing up houses or maintenance around the home. So I think that's where I got the tools from. But it was I got the definitely got the car bug. Just I think it's as I say, it started with the magazines or maybe tinkering with bicycles or something like that, and uh, I went on then to become um, a sheet metal fabricator. But um, as soon as I qualified after my four years, um, I got offered a job in the automotive industry uh, selling car parts, which I took and uh, stayed at it until about three years ago. I went from car to truck parts to HDV parts and um, until about three years ago, that's, that's where I stayed. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a good background for what you're doing, absolutely. So, <laughs> right, so it's a 54 Chevy, uh, running custom airbag setup off the BMW, which is awesome. You got the BMW V8 yeah. in there. It's yeah. left-hand drive still. Uh, left-hand drive still, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the the airbag setup. Uh, no, the, the the airbag setup is is my own custom. Uh, the the BMW would have been uh, just Kyle's things, you know. Yeah, but oh, so you no, you use the. Airbags out of the um, the van, you said. Sprinter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two yeah. rear, two rear ones from the Sprinter, and two front ones that they bought. Then. Yeah. Cool. Oh, it's a great, it's a great looking truck. I, it's funny. You, Thank you. You see some vehicles with mismatched coloured panels, and it it just yeah, yeah. and sometimes it just looks like a heap of shit. But I, I really, <laughs> for some reason, the blue and orange of your truck, it works really well. What about the sign writing on yeah. there? Yeah. Did did you do the sign writing uh, on that? It, it, yeah, it, 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 no, no, no. It, when I bought it, when I bought the truck, it came with it, you know. Yeah. Um. So uh, I actually um, the guy who signed uh, did the sign writing about maybe I don't know 2005 2006. Uh, down inside the door, he signed wrote. It's only maybe the the width and length of your finger. I could barely see it. He signed wrote his website on it. Um. So I rang him. Or sorry, I emailed him. And contacted him, and I was talking to him. And I sent him a few pictures, and he remembered doing. He remembered doing the sign writing and where he did it at the time, you know. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, cool. 
So, so it says on your door, it says Westview Radiator. And yeah, and then along the back under your window, I love it. It says a good, <laughs> a good place to take a leak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people when they don't see the sides, they wonder what's going on with the back, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. That's good. So, how long was how long was it off the road while you did all these uh, suspension modifications? So, um, I'm a firm believer in uh, driving everything I have. Uh, I, I hate having them uh, down, you know, especially if the weather gets anyway good, you know. Yeah. So, from, we'd say, October to March would be the longest it would ever be down because that's, as I say, the coldest part and it's our winter. After that, um, from March on, I, I, I went to driving. So, there are my deadlines the whole time is just to, whatever I need to do, get it done in those six months, get it back. If, if I can't allow time for it, I won't start it, you know. I won't start the mod or whatever, and then uh, just have it ready driving for March. Um, so uh, I've been out in the garage for most winters for the past five or six years, doing various bits to various trucks. Yeah. And uh, my wife said to me after I got my last truck going that um, she said, right, Grano, she said, it's driving. I said, it is. She goes, that's it. Leave it driving. <laughs> In other words, she's had enough. <laughs> she's had enough of me taking the parts, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's let's move on to truck number two. So, um, yeah, it's funny we we have trucks in common. I've got a '54 Chevy truck sitting out in my yard right now. Oh, yeah, it's a cool. um, it's a big truck. So, I want to make. Uh, it's, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. it's farm fresh. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. And no, I I dragged it off a tobacco farm um, not long ago. And uh, so it's it's like a, a dual rear axle, um, you know, yeah. farm truck. In Australia, most of the trucks we got um, had the bigger guards and they were, they were the bigger trucks, sort of like what your Ford is. Um, oh, I see, I see a picture there. You're, you're holding it up on a tractor, I think, is it? Yeah, front, is yeah, the green, green one. one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool, so, looks um, good. Yeah, so that's got really nice patina and it's got some original sign writing on the cool, doors. Cool, yeah. But, uh, but the one... But then I also, I, I had a 51 F6 um, for, yeah. a, for a little while that I ended up selling on. Um, but uh, so, your, so your next truck, let's talk about that. How, how did you find it? I, I see at some point you've made a trip to SEMA, which, which uh, I'm very jealous of. <laughs> so yeah, um, in 2000, I think it was 2016, um, I, have, I have a couple of friends living uh, in the California and also in Philadelphia. So we all decided to meet up um, and go there. So um, we went over, went to SEMA, did a bit of sightseeing also. Um, the wife came with me, so because the wife came with me, we got, we got Elvis to marry us again in White Chapel. <laughs> did the whole lot. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, SEMA was fantastic. Um, uh, got to meet some of the people that you don't really see on television. Uh, amazing. And, and they always say don't meet your idols and to be fair a lot of these people even though they're meeting hundreds or maybe a thousand people a day they seem they seem to be whether they're on the clock or not i don't know you know but they just seem to be genuinely nice which i think is great you know yeah um but yeah i um i uh got the second truck again i bought it sight unseen this time i bought it as a cab um over in Sacramento, a friend of mine sent me a picture one morning and said, uh, yeah, I have a, a truck, would you be interested in it? So he sent me on some pictures. Uh, I thought I would. So um, before you know it, we were into truck number two. Um, so initially, 
we put it on. Um, I, I, you have Isuzu trucks over there, don't you? Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure what model to call. I'm not sure, but we, we have an Isuzu NQR. It's like a mid-sized truck, um, six and a half or a seven tonner, I think. Uh, they might be W four five double O's, is it? Or I'm not sure. But um, uh, I we got one of those Isuzus with um, a blown motor. Uh, so basically, we were buying a truck uh, with a front flip cab. So we flipped the cab up on its hinges, cut the cab off, uh, took the Isuzu uh, diesel engine out, uh, mounted this 51 Ford F8 cab onto it, um, made some brackets, um, adjusted the steering box. Uh, somebody, somebody else did the brackets to me and the steering box. I just, I just wanted to make sure the geometry was 100% correct, you know? Yeah. Um, then once the cab was uh, on, it was steering, it was already stopping. It had 2,000 and, oh sorry, the, the truck was 2,001, I think, or 2,000, I'm not really sure, but it was modern brakes, modern steering, um, uh, modern suspension, um, everything everything was good in it, you know? Yeah. Um, so what I, what I have now, initially I put in um, a BMW engine again into this, but it was a straight six diesel. It uh, wasn't strong enough, so I took that back out and I put in um, a common 6BT uh, out of a DAF truck. Um, the DAF truck was a recovery truck in the north of Ireland. Um, up there, it was, a co- it was a coastal truck, so it suffered a lot from salt. So even though the truck had relatively low mileage, I think about maybe 200,000 miles or something like that, which, which is nothing for a Cummins. Um, the, the, the truck was falling apart from rust. So I was able to buy the truck complete and get it delivered to my house. Um, I then, we got it, just made sure it was starting and running before we took the engine out. There's nothing, there's nothing to them, there's no ECU, there's nothing really at all. So I took it all out. Uh, we, spent, we took the front end back off the F8, the, the wings and front clip. Um, put in the engine. The engine, um, I used the DAF engine mount and the whole thing bolted and sat into the Isuzu 4500 NQR engine mount on the shore of the chassis. We had to make it um, an engine or a gearbox mount and I had to cut it about, um, there's already a hole in the floor of the F8 to take or it's an access panel for the gearbox. Yeah. We had to widen that by about maybe two inches and also relocate where the gear stick comes up to the floor. Um, the F8 is, uh, in my one anyway, I know some of the, my, my one originally was a flathead F8 and it was a column shift, whereas this one came up with, with a stick up to the floor, you know. So once we had that in, um, I then said, right, Grand, we get it back driving again. Just as we got it back driving again, um, we realised now that we had a much bigger engine with much more torque. The Isuzu and that I had bought was for an automatic, so now the gearing was all wrong, and the Cummins was at its rev limit in fifth at 43 miles an hour, which was no good. <laughs> no. <laughs> so so, um, so just, just quickly, yeah. in America, you, you just bought the cab and shipped the cab back, or did you, how did that work? Well, I shipped the cab. I, 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 so yeah, so my friends organized to ship the cab to me, so we shipped the cab. Uh, I got a lot of parts that went with it. Um, so there was 
Uh, I wanted to get some lighting, some bumpers, other stuff that would match it. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, w- w- while he was over there, he sourced a few other bits, um, both at that market and that, um, uh, that so, stuff that I saw online. That while he was still there, I got shipped to him, and he just put them all in the container. Um, he flew back to Cork, where I am, and um, we more or less uh, um, went from there. Then you know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so then. So the the gearing's not working, so you had to switch that rear axle out. Yeah, so it was it was cheaper to um, the, the diff was the same as the second hand rear axle. So I went to the local Isuzu dealer and asked them if they have any crash trucks. They said a 2009 crash truck that was carrying windows at the time. So I went and had a look at it. It looks perfect. Um, Having another price, they said fine. Took it home. Um, I already had the other axle off the truck, so I wheeled this one under us and everything was good. Went this, this newer one had ABS brakes, which means it had a separate feed for the brakes on either side. I didn't need that, so there was, I had a crossover pipe that connected both rear wheels that I needed to install. So I took the crossover pipe off my old axle, went to put it on the new one, it wouldn't fit. I was, or it, it wasn't long enough. And yeah. Then I realised the axle, the axle I had just bought was four inches wider than my old axle. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, the spring parts had to, the the spring parts on the axle had to change, and then I went to put as soon as I had the axle back on, uh, and everything bolted up. I went to put back on my 17-inch wheels, which were all the way around with brand new tires, and I realised that the drums were too big. So the wheels that were on the axle that I had just bought uh, were 19s. So now I had to go in and buy six 19-inch wheels after just putting six 17-inch tires on my wheels. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, but yeah, it, 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 that worked out for the best too because um, I went to um, a car show in Dublin, uh, just inside Dublin. It was, um, it was about a three-hour drive up. Um, so it's it, this, as I say, this is a, this is a seven and a half-ton capacity truck. We're doing. 70 miles an hour on the motorway yeah. and uh, it, we went up for about, the economy was good, very noisy, we don't, we, we don't need a radio, we, we just wouldn't hear it, you know, uh, but uh, went, up, went up perfect, came back, got the revs real low, um, at 70, we just cruised at 70 just because it, it, it felt like a good speed, but if you wanted to pass out at 70 miles an hour, um, it had no issue, you could just go down the gear and go, you know. Um, uh, so I, I, I was I was kind of happy in a way that first of all the the, the newer axle worked out ratio wise, and second of all that the bigger tires also helped with that new ratio, you know. Yeah, and the, that wheel and tire combo they're they're often Isuzu. So uh, yes, so uh, both are often Isuzu. It's just that I went from uh, a mid nineties truck up to two thousand and nine truck, um, and the two thousand one or the two thousand and nine one. They had gone from the 17-inch tire, or sorry, a 16-inch tire, up to a 19-inch tire. Yeah. Um, whether it's specified by the window company, or whether Isuzu had just changed them, or whether the truck that I originally had had a smaller axle, I don't know. You know. Mm. Well, um, it probably looks better. Well, on, looks better on the truck anyway. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I got out. Um, I was painting the front door red at the time, so I, I painted the front door red, and then I painted all the wheels red with the same paint. It looks fine. <laughs> And yeah. and so when you start when you know when you when your mate sent you the photo of that cab originally, 
yeah. yeah. The picture that you that you created in your head of, of what you would do with that cab, is that pretty much what you've built or, or has it morphed as you went along? How did... um, it, uh, it has more, it, 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 it kind of has. Um, there's a couple of things I want to change. Uh, I initially bought it or I initially wanted the business to be a, a tow vehicle for my Chevrolet that I could have a, a diesel um, with good pulling power that would pull a trailer behind me with my Chevrolet truck on that, which would be cool for both the shows, but also it means I could bring the two of them together. Yeah. Uh, and thirdly, the diesel would be more economical um, on, on the road, you know. Um, as such, not so far. First of all, I don't have a trailer. <laughs> Second of all, I, I've decided that there's a fat bed on it at the moment. Um, but, like, my, myself and my, my, a couple of my friends, we, we, we use quads, you know. Unless they have big, long ramps, we can't get them up onto this flat edge because of these new higher tires and these new higher diameter wheels. Yeah. So, uh, my plan now is maybe to make a beaver tail at the back, put on some ramps and drive my Chevrolet onto the back of this forge, you know. But that's changed. That 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 wasn't my initial plan, but it it it, it might be stacked to become it, you know. Yeah. Um, would you extend the chassis a bit to do that? Uh, yeah. So I we measured this. Um, I measured my uh, Chevy against this, and uh, it looks like I need an additional three to four feet of bed space to get the rear to get my front bumper touching off the bumper or the the, the guard at the the back of the cab, and to get my back tire on with maybe five or six inches to spare. Yeah. So I, I, to do that, to do that, I need to add maybe three and a half feet, maybe, a, a, yeah, 1.1 1 .1 meters, that kind of way, you know? Yeah. Um, if, if that's all I need, I might need to extend the chassis. If I need to do more than that, then, then I'd probably have to a bit, you know? Yeah, because you, you don't want to end up with too much weight over the back of your wheels because you, you're steering and your performance will... Yes, yeah. I, go too, I go too late, yeah. Yeah. But the, the one thing to my advantage, I think, is that um, the Cummins weighs about... 650 kgs up front, yeah, which is about the size of a small car here, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I ho ho hopefully, um, I, I I know more I, as I get closer. I know more. Um, also, the I want to keep the the framework at the back and the light so that again that I'm not adding too too much um, behind the rear wheel weight either, you know. Yeah, no, that looks awesome. And uh, I'm going to assume it's not a complete coincidence that there's Jamison written on the side of the truck. <laughs> no, um, that truck is the same year um, that my father started working for Asian Stiller. So he would have started in Cork Distillery in 1961. And they were then three different distilleries came together in 1978 to form Asian which makes Jamison. Yeah, cool. So, so, so uh, yeah, just, just a bit of a thing. That uh, looks great. The, the sign writing on that looks great. And uh, big set of stats. Yeah, thank you. So what, the question I've got for you, because I think you're aware of it, I've got a Cummins uh, on its way at the moment to go in my truck. Yes. Um, yep. You were telling me, yeah. Yeah. So if you had your time again or or anything like that, what's the sound like in a cab when you're driving that thing? Like, Is it an absolute just rattle and hum or can you have a conversation? How bad is it? So um, the first time we drove it, when I went to go to Cars and Coffee, which is about 30 miles to me, yeah. um, myself and my friend, who'd helped me with a lot of the wiring, because it's a half 12-volt, half 24-volt system, 
Um, he got into the truck with me, and we had two cups, normal mugs from your kitchen yeah. of coffee. Yeah. We came down my driveway, got out onto the main road, and drove off. And I'd say we got about 50 yards before we lost all the coffee because of uh, it being a bit bouncy and, you know, it being a seven-and-a-half-ton truck. And we were, we were treating it like my pickup truck, you know? Yeah. So um, then, as you said, the sound, um, I have no um, mufflers in this. So it's out of the turbo, under the truck, into a four-inch steel pipe and up behind the cab. Um, so it, it's very close to the cab. So you get, it was very tinny, very noisy inside the cab. So um, I, I filled both doors um, with foam and I got sound ending pads and put them all across the roof. Um, I then also packed uh, some foam in behind the bench seat and put an underlay carpet and then a carpet on the floor. And now you can turn on the radio and uh, you can also talk to people at 60 miles an hour, which is kind of, I don't really want to go much faster in, in that truck, you know, not, not because they feel it's unsafe, but it's just, it's just a bigger truck, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't need to go really any faster, you know. No, not at all. Well, you've got, yeah, I mean, you've got a, a great balance, haven't you? You've got, you've got your airbagged V8 Chevy that, you know, if you wanted to go and do burnouts and whatever, that's that's the truck. And then, yeah, yeah, and then you've, you've got the Ford, which yeah. is your work truck, which is, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a good setup. Yeah, I, I'm planning on running yeah, yeah, yeah. running quite a bit of sound in the, um, up through, inside my cab before before we put it all together. So, yeah. yeah and did you, yeah. do you have rubber cab, cab mounts or anything like that? For the cab or yeah, so that was the other thing. Um, uh, through, through experience, I knew that if I um, bought the exhaust in, in any way, metal to metal to the chassis, that not only would I hear it, but I'd feel it through everything, you know. Yeah. So um, I put a, I put a flex, uh, a metal flex between the turbo and, well, not not between the turbo, but on the downpipe, I put in a flex to try and get rid of some of the vibration. But then they also rubber mounted the exhaust box and the stack. Uh, the cab is rubber mounted also um what the bolts are very tight and the rubber is actually quite hard so that that might be something down the line i might change something for, for just a bit of rubber that might be a small bit softer just to um again absorb it more you know um as regards the bounciness then i took because there was a, a seven leaf in each front spring in each front leaf spring and in the rear there were um 11 leaf on each side uh, a six made a, a six main spring and then a five leaf helper spring i took the five leaf helper spring out of both sides um, and to compensate for the loss in height i put in a, a two inch spacer to bring the truck back up again you know yeah and um, because it, I, I i'd lost two or three inches of uh, of the of leaf spring um i also brought the tires uh because of these 19 and a half the commercial pressure for them i think was about 70 or 80 psi but that's if you're carrying weight, which, which I'll never be carrying. So I brought the, I brought the um, tire pressure down to uh, 60 on the front and uh, 45 in the rear. I know um, there's a good chance I'll hold on to my teeth. Yeah, yeah that'll improve the riding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and my, and my back will, uh, will last for another bit. <laughs> no, look, I love it. I think, I think it looks great. The, um, yeah, I, I'm sort Thank of, you. I, I think I'm trying to aim for a bit of both with my truck because it's, it's going to be my work truck. Uh, it's it's just a static drop suit, you know. It's it's not yeah. airbagged or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. It's got independent yeah. um, independent front suspension out of a C twenty um, Chevy cool. truck, and yeah, getting the Cummins with a five speed. So yeah, very very similar. Cool. It'd, it'd be cool to come visit you one day uh, and have a drive at your thing. 
Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, you're more than welcome. Yeah, any time. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Um, as um, as I say, it is. Uh, I find the Cummins great, but the, 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 there's so many um, variations for them out there. I have the I have a really old one of a daft truck. It's uh, I, well, I won't say old. But what it is, it, it, it doesn't have an ECU. It's got um, it's got the mechanical uh, fuel injection, which I find just it just makes it very reliable. All you need is put power to the to the, the, the solenoid just to stop the fuel going in. Once you put power to that off, it goes. And the only way to stop it then is, is you either you can either pull a lever or turn the, the pin or turn the power off to that solenoid and it stops it in. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I I just find it really. I, I, the, the one thing I did do right is I um I uh, there's a diaphragm that you can move uh for for the pin inside the fuel pump. You can buy a modified fuel pump that um just it just basically pushes in the the, the wheel more to give you more um more fuel. Um it also ups your because of that it actually ups your boost the smallest because it's getting more fuel. Um also my truck is was limited to two thousand six hundred RPM when I bought it. That's just the way they came out of the factory. I think it's just to save the engine and but you can buy a little spring um that brings it from two thousand you just replace it. It's just a slightly weaker spring I think and it just replace, it just allows the revs to go from two thousand six hundred up to three thousand two hundred. Um so those all these little small mods. But uh, again, don't, don't, um, through the years, I've, I've learned that once you start modifying one thing, you can modify a second thing. So um, I said I just put in the pin, leave it at that. I'm happy enough with the 2,600 RPM, to be honest, because the truck flies. Um, and I, I, I think I, it, I know the engine will always be safe then, you know, that I didn't buy a, a little spring that might snap eventually and it will keep going in the air. You know, you know what I mean? I just... Yeah. I just wanted to be. I just wanted to be a relay, reliable truck that I can go and start and go. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's it's got the Bosch P seventy one hundred. Yeah, I think it's. I, I, yeah, I think I think that's right. I always get confused between the pumps. I think it's it's like a it's like a small. It, it, it looks like a little Wabco air compressor. It's a small, um, like uh, uh, cog driven. It's it's off the timing gear. Cog driven um, single compressor with a stud in the top. Yeah, or single uh, fuel pump. Uh, with the with the stud in the top. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I get confused. I think it's I think I think it's the P seventy one hundred, yeah. Mm. Yeah, cool. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah, two very cool trucks, and um, yeah, 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 thank you. And, and what about other people in your area? Like, are there, is there a truck scene, or are most people still into, um, into cars? Yeah, so there'd be a few cars. I was the first person. Uh, I was the first person in Cork. Um, and I think maybe in, in in Southern Ireland to have um, to have a Chevy truck of my of the forty seven to fifty four style. Yeah. Um, so they would tell you they 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 weren't really uh, trucks weren't a big thing. Uh, the scene come on a lot in the past few years. Uh, a lot of cars, a few more trucks now also. Um, so it, it's definitely growing. The the, the American car scene uh, in Ireland is very small. Um, there, there might be. It could be two hundred, maybe three hundred vehicles here yeah. that are American, you know. Um, so it, the European cars, uh, both old and new, are very popular here, you know. Yeah, that's cool. And and do you are you a member of a car club? Is there you know you do your cars and coffee? But yeah, this, yeah. So um, so the cars and coffee one, I usually turn up. Anyone, you know, anyone can go to that. Really, you know. But 
there's a local car club in Cork, um, uh, an American car club. Then there's another car club up the north of Ireland. Um, there's, a, there's a few of them, and they, I, I, even though I'm not a member of any of them, um, I'd be in touch, friendly, and go to some meets with them. Um, again, because the scenes were small, everyone knows each other, and we all tend to, it's all tips or parts, because again, a lot of the parts, as you know yourself, you're bringing the parts in from America, or you're bringing them from uh, Sweden. Sweden uh, Sweden uh, are huge buyers of American vehicles and, and their parts, you know. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they, they, you end up buying them from them, so if, if you have any parts at all spare in Ireland, they tend to go very quickly to other people, you know, which is great. It's good to keep the scene going, you know. Yeah, yeah, nice tight knot, tight network. It's good. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And it's good to help people out, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right, mate. Well, um, awesome to have a chat. That's it's uh, definitely uh, not scared to have a crack, which I think is fantastic. So, do you, do you help other yeah, yeah, yeah. do you help other people with their with their builds? You know, like people coming into the scene now, they probably oh, yeah. probably look up to you and what you've done. So. Yeah, so like um, there's a friend of mine. Um, the, actually, the guy that I was um, uh, the guy that was helping me there with my wiring, he has. Um, a, you probably don't have the cars over there. They're called um, a Fiat X19. They're a small two-seater Fiat sports car with the engine in the back. Yep. They're from the they're from late 70s, early 80s. So he has um, a little turbo motor inside that. So um, we're in the middle of taking that little turbo petrol motor out. Um, uh, most of the body is fiberglass. It's done up like um, like a hill climbing car. So it's got like wide arches, uh, all in fiberglass. Lovely, lovely body kit. Um, all in fiberglass again to make it lighter. But we're taking that engine out and we're putting in um, the GSXR eleven hundred bike engine. Um, and we're going to ch- yeah, we're going to chain drive that on a custom disc that we're getting built at the moment. And um, what we're just going through is how to do reverse. And we've decided that um, we're going to use a second cog. Uh, running on a high torque starter motor, so that when he presses the button, it'll engage the starter motor and give him a reverse. You know. Oh, so it'll be a separate motor altogether. Yeah, just it'll be it'll be um, a starter motor um, uh, mounted down near one of the drive shafts, so that when he it's disengaged from normal driving, but when he's in neutral, because there is no reverse on the GSXR motor, uh, so what he gets is he press the button, starter motor engage, and give him a reverse for his three point turns or whatever he's doing, you know? Yeah. And um, off he goes then. But um, this, it, it's a very small, very light car. Um, uh, so to have this bike engine in it, uh, plus the noise, plus the sequential gearbox up at your handle, um, it should be a great fun little car, you know? Yeah, the power, the power to weight ratio on that's going to be good. Is that... <laughs> yeah, w- I can't wait. Uh, will, that, will that be like legally on the road or is this just going to be a, a hill climb kind of... Oh no, it's it's currently driving, so he he he'll just get an engineer's report also to make sure it's correct. And any issues, um, I I think the biggest issue is going to be probably um, the engineering and the execution of the subframe mount to take the new engine, um, also the how the diff is going to be held. So all that needs to be certified, you know. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So there'll be a, cra- a cradle and frame built for the engine and gearbox. And it's how, it's how well they're built will be the biggest thing, I'd say, you know. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, um, wow, that's awesome. No, I think I think you have some some looser engineering laws than what we do because I don't I don't think we could get away with that one. But uh, 
No, that's that's a great project. Yeah. 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 No, no, everyone sees that there's a lot of building goes on here um, at the grounds of carriers, you know, um, and with, with the more modern stuff, it's a lot of um, remapping and cat deletes and all that kind of stuff, which which I wouldn't be as up to date with as a lot of people because, as I say, I prefer the older stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that goes on. Um, you know, we have uh, a lot of diesel motors in our in our four-wheel drives and, and utes in Australia. And, yeah, there's all sorts yeah. of issues with the computers and, you know, having all these. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a, bit, there's a fair bit of backyard removal of parts that, uh, that are maybe not oh, yeah. legitimately legal. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah. the way things same, go. Same, same everywhere, yeah. Especially with a catalytic converter or a DPF filter, it can cost you five or six hundred quid or you know a thousand quid or something like that and you know that if you can cut it out put in a straight pipe and map it out if you, if you, if you don't have the money and you can do it you know just to get your buy or whatever like why wouldn't you that's what it's all about you the quid on getting some performance parts instead <laughs> yeah cool all right mate well um Listen, if everyone wants, if people want to have a look at this stuff, uh, Instagram is probably the place. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I've name, Kieran Terry, but without the Y, um, on, on Instagram, yeah. Or even just put in, um, uh, yeah, sure, you, you'd even find this. Uh, see, what you could put in is hashtag Irish Vintage Theme, all one word. Yeah. Um, you, you, there'll, be, there'll be a lot of... Um, all ladies wearing dresses, but in the middle of it, because they all use the hashtag. <laughs> but in the middle of it, you'll see um, some cars, and uh, you'll come across some of my trucks, and that'll get you to my Instagram account. Then also, you know? yeah, okay. Um, if you if you very if you have any listeners who are into um, more modern stuff, I also drive um, a 2008 Audi RS6. It's the the five liter V10 Lamborghini engine. Wow. So it's um, it's yeah, it's, it's it's that's a bit of fun. I'm still trying to get used to that. <laughs> so, yeah, so how many speeding tickets do you get? Uh, none. There's no cops in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the weather, it sounds like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's roads. The problem is the roads, so you know, not the cops. Roads are bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Cool. Well, um, just for our listeners, uh, I'll, I'll put that out in an Aussie accent. So it's um, at Kieran Tur, so K I E R A N. T-E-double-R uh, for his Instagram. Kieran, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Um, really appreciate learning a bit about the car scene over there in Ireland and the, and the trucks and and, uh, and what you've been through to, to build your two. I think it's fantastic and, um, yeah, look forward to seeing. Are there any future builds? Oh, no, no, not a load. No, no. <laughs> not, not the wife, <laughs> not bar, the wife bar, knows about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bar, bar the beaver tail, no, that's it, you know. What what happens if you sell one? Are you allowed to build another one? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have to have two. What, what, what would you do with the space in the garage? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, to get to get filled full of furniture or something. Yeah, you can't have that. No, no. <laughs> okay, thanks, mate, and um, yeah, look forward to. Uh, I'll just follow you on Instagram and, and seeing what you're up to. And if I ever make it over that way, I'll, I'll be sure to look you up. Definitely. I'm more than welcome. And anyway, thanks very much. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
All information shared in our episodes is general and you should contact your engineer for advice on your build. Please remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share it with friends and fellow enthusiasts on Facebook, iTunes or the good old word of mouth. I appreciate hearing feedback, good and bad, so please feel free to shoot me an email, classicpickuppodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in advertising on the podcast and have a relevant business, please get in touch. And finally, if you have a project you're building, it can be hard to find the time to work on it. Just spend 15 minutes a day, even if you only unbolt one panel or mount one bracket. You'll be amazed at how quickly it all adds up. The music you hear in the background of this podcast is called Hammer On Down by Uncle Bonehead. Until next week, enjoy the ride.